The Chicago Bears are on the clock. And now, live from the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage, it's time for the Parkinson Spiegel QB1 Town Hall. I know there's going to be a lot of questions on Justin. There's going to be a lot of questions on the draft process. We are in information gathering mode right now. Hosted by Denny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. That's a Caleb Williams custom Bears jersey, baby. I'm scared about a, a couple Go of ahead. things. Go um, ahead. You are kind of a legendary musher. Featuring the most in-depth analysis from our team of experts. Number one pick, I'm taking Caleb Williams. Very few players ever have I seen do what he does. It's just such a crapshoot drafting quarterbacks, and you're going to bet your franchise on it. I keep coming back to if you don't know if Justin Fields is your guy and you're still trying to make a decision on him, you've made your decision already. And the voice of the fans, live from our studio audience. The Bears should move on from Fields. Trade the pick, draft Marvin Harrison. The only thing that they have brought in for him is DJ Moore, and look how that turned out. Oh, that he'd have to be blown away to move off from Fields. I wonder why he wasn't blown away by Stroud. Is it time for the Bears to move on from Justin Fields? Or should they continue to build around him? Very fine people on both sides. We are going to turn every stone to make sure that we are going to make a sound decision for our organization. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select... The Parkinson Spiegel Show, QB1 Town Hall, begins now on 670 The Score and live on the free Odyssey app. Well, would you look at this? We have put together something really intergalactically stupid i mean we have it's remarkably stupid this is great but our audience is not because we have been given a pitcher of margaritas yes we have a couple of bottles of bourbon and nuts beer nuts are here um and joe from janesville was willing to sacrifice his Justin Fields jersey for the quality of the broadcast of the QB1 Town Hall game. Thank you, Joe. Up. So now if you're watching on Twitch, on the Scores Twitch page, you'll see the Caleb Williams jersey that you bought with your own money. Right, because I'm betting on the future. Uh-huh. Joe donated an artifact. <laughs> <laughs> Joe has enjoyed his life as a Justin Fields fan and doesn't want it to end, Danny. But yeah. for a few hours, he will sacrifice the jersey so we can have even representation. That's very good. Well, let's actually, let's just, just based on noise here. Okay. You want to gauge the room? Who wants Justin Fields, by, by a round of applause and noise, who wants Justin Fields to be the quarterback of the Bears next year? All right. That smells like a majority. Well, you don't know. Don't you know. don't know. Well, you can't applaud for this next one. That's going to hurt us. <laughs> who wants Caleb Williams to be the quarterback of the Bears next year? Some of them shouted, trying to even yeah, it out. They're trying to even it out. They're crafty like that. Oh, so the Caleb people are passionate. We, yeah. do, we have in undecideds too, Danny. We oh. have undecideds. Yeah, ask for the undecided applause. Who here still, that's unbelievable. Who here still know. hasn't made up their mind? Okay. All right. Holy cow, do we feel powerful. So we've got the Calebertarians and the Just Independents, and then we have a possible Bajancy insurrection. <laughs> But we've got some people who haven't made up their minds. Who here has been disgusted with the tenor of the debate up to this point? Yeah! <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Okay. I've, been, I've been leading it. I'm sorry. Now, who here believes we can actually have healthy conversation, hear each other's Ooh. views, no. and maybe learn a little something <laughs> along the way? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm alone, but you know, Danny, I'm old. I yes, you are. I mean, I remember, I remember very well the Rex Grossman and Kyle Orton QB1 Town Hall. You were just a kid, 
back then. I, I thought you were going to talk about like JFK's presidential debates. No, I, I wasn't at the uh, Mike Tomzak and Jim Harbaugh QB1 town hall, but Doug Buffone punched a guy that day. Wow. That's how severe it got. But this is it's a tale as old as time. The, the Jay Cutler and, and Josh McCown QB1 town hall didn't really amount to much, but this is a big one. Well, you know, it's, it is different because normally the saying is if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Uh-huh. Like that's the it's an old NFL saying for if like the backup quarterback is more popular than the starter and every Bears fan has lived a ton of existence with the backup quarterback being popular. But I will say again today what I said the day after the season ended, which is even though I think the decision is obvious and I certainly think that Ryan Poles has made his decision as we sit here less than a week away from the combine in Indianapolis, I do think that both paths, the Bears are good next year and for the future. Like, I do think that this is like a healthy – it is not a ridiculous stance to have Caleb or Justin Fields. Caleb and uh, what you get for a Justin Fields trade plus the ninth pick or just uh, Justin Fields plus all that you would get from a Caleb Williams trade. Like Both of those things being added to a seven-win team with a competent general manager – both of those paths are pretty good. Well, let me applaud your maturity for acknowledging that an opposite viewpoint it might hurt. not be stupid. I mean, it's <laughs> obviously less correct. <laughs> it's I obviously mean, less correct. No, my, my debate team legend of a partner, Thank you. Um, you know, voicing that. But you're absolutely right. This is why the conversation dominated all of the television shows, why it's had resonance for as long as it has, and whether it still has it now, of course, is up for debate, is because... There hasn't really been something like this. Justin Fields going into year four is better than just about any quarterback that will be given up on, if that's what they do, going into year four. He's good. He has established that he's good. I don't think he's established that he can be great, but that's what the debate is. Do you believe after 38 starts that he can be great? And would you choose that path plus the haul you'd get for the first round, the number one pick drop down, or would you take a flyer on this seemingly generational talent who could be great? It's an interesting conversation. This is not Sam Darnold. This is not trading Sam Darnold. No. This is not trading Trey Lance and moving on. This is is not giving up on Josh Rosen and moving on for Kyler Murray. This is a a quarterback who I think could be somewhere between 20 and 25. That's what Chase Daniels said, and I think that's right. But how do you not consider taking a quarterback number one who could be truly great since that is the biggest currency in the NFL? Yeah, and it's it's about more than the next year or three years. If you actually get it right at quarterback – these guys are proving now that you can play until you're 40. Mm-hmm. Caleb's 22. Like, the hope is that Caleb Williams wins a Super Bowl with DJ Moore, and he wins a Super Bowl when DJ Moore has been retired for five years. You know, like that, that, that's what you're shooting for if you're shooting for true greatness at the quarterback position. You're shooting for a long runway <laughs> of being competitive. It's not just the rookie contract being reset. Right. It's That's why I bristle when people say, well, no, it's Justin plus the Hall v. Caleb. Eh, it is really about Justin v. Caleb, if because if you pass on Caleb for Justin, you're saying you think Justin's your guy for a decade. Well, and, and here's the thing: we know that if if you do, if you are lucky enough to find a truly great quarterback, yeah, they are bigger than the head coach. Yes, Aaron Rodgers outlasted McCarthy. Even now, 
were saying that Brady was bigger and better than Belichick because of the failure after Brady. So even in that department, Pat Mahomes is going to have a Kansas City Chiefs life after Andy Reid. Yes. So your quarterback talent that you dream of having has to supersede the coaches at the moment, the history of the franchise, the current state of the roster, as that's going to change during their run, hopefully, and it has to supersede the historic failure of the franchise, which is the one that resonates so much for Bears fans. Well, And you know it's interesting that you bring that up? Because while we don't do a ton of politics on the show, the fact that this is a town hall does have me thinking about it. It's an election year, politics. I'm very interested in it. Are you uh, endorsing Trump right now? That's not what I'm going to do. Okay. But Just what I will check. say, there is a similarity between how unbelievably Here we go, cynical and disenfranchised yes. the American voter is <laughs> in our political system uh-huh. and Bears fans are in their ability to believe that the, <laughs> at one day the Bears could actually have the quarterback that we're describing. All right, that's funny. Let's let that live. Think about second. that. Because yeah. there, there, there are so many Bears fans that seem to be like, wait a minute. Justin Fields is good. I've never seen good. Yeah, well, that's and you're talking to me deal. about great yeah. and Mahomes and 15 years and the Hall of Fame and 500 million dollars second. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. I'll settle for the dude was the 86th best player in the NFL as voted on by his peers, and it's him, Lamar Jackson, and Cam Newton who have thrown for 6,000, run for 2,000, and combined for 50 passing and rushing touchdowns in their first three years in the league. How in the world are you moving on from that Mm. when you're telling me what he isn't, when I'm telling you he's literally better than everyone I've ever seen play quarterback? That is a level of earned cynicism from Bears fans. Like, what are you talking about great? You know, like, there's a huge percentage of people that just do not think this town will ever see great. Right. We've never ha- we've never had great. We have good. What the hell is wrong with you? That's that, that your that, willingness that, to turn your back on good. Right. But I don't. But I where I like I don't think that Jay Cutler or Rex Grossman or Cade McNown or Mitch Trubisky or Justin Fields or Sid Luckman or Jim McMahon or I don't think any of that is relevant. It's just they happen to wear the same laundry. Mm. They happen to play in the same stadium. You know, like I don't. Just like I don't think that Matt Leinart or Matt Castle has anything to do with Caleb Williams, you know, just because they happen to be USC happen to quarterbacks. Go to USC. But I know or Drake but May has to do with Mitch <clears throat> Trubisky. Well, it, it's a fine line, though, isn't it? Because it, we like thinking about collectives like that. We like thinking about, man, the Bears have always had this, or the Cubs have always had that, or Notre Dame has all those Heisman winners, or look at all the wide receivers that came out of Ohio State, or whatever yeah, it was is. Was that time well spent by me, I, 20 minutes before the show? I think so. Coming up with which college has the best receiver core in I, the NFL? I gave you the best one, right? I think I nailed it. Justin Fields brought it up on his podcast today with Amon Ra and Equinemius St. Brown, and we'll play some of that for you a little bit later on. But they started talking about what is wide receiver you. And Bama's very deep. Bama's You're right. deep, man. But LSU is is, and that's just you can only put like three or four on the field at the same time, right? And well, with well, LSU, I got Jefferson and Jamar Chase with Odell Beckham. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. But with Bama, I got Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle and Amari Cooper and Julio Jones is still playing. I know it's a compelling argument. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. Go ahead. So that's how we like to think about sports because it's fun and because it makes us feel a tradition and a timelessness and a connectedness to everything. And God, I mean, I've been saying for years. Bears fandom is defined by quarterback starvation, you know? Yeah. Never had a 4,000-yard passer. Never had a 30-touchdown season. It's outrageous. So I understand that it is well-earned cynicism. But, I mean, look, you're the one who said it. 
when Joe Burrow got to Cincinnati, it didn't matter how stupid they've been for decades. They were literally the Bungles. They were worse under Mike Brown since he took over the team, I think in 91. They were way worse than the Bears. You know, they, they had a run where they were decent with Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis, but in terms of winning playoff games, they didn't do anything. They would make mm-hmm. the playoffs occasionally, finish over 500, but they were absolutely terrible. And then you get Joe Burrow. So if they had, if they had a quarterback like Fields, I guess they had Carson Palmer. Right. Well, they, they, they had Carson Palmer. They had uh, Boomer Esiason, who won an MVP. They have a better quarterback history. Yes. But I'm saying also not relevant. It's it's just laundry. You know, it, Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets. But we like the laundry, I, Danny. I know. Seinfeld says we root for the laundry. People here are wearing the laundry. I know. I, know. It's, I bought it, the laundry. It's so so I, I, I get it. The other thing is like, and I don't think this can be can be said enough, Justin is delightful. Like he's, I agree. He's a great dude, an incredible athlete. His, like, just his joy for it, his work ethic, and just even just watching him on that podcast today, man, he seems happy. I was Teammates like, look love- at that. Look, look good for that dude. Like he's got, he's got a deep seated faith that obviously keeps him grounded and lets him put up with whatever BS has come his way publicly and seemingly privately. Like he's incredibly easy to root for. Well, that's, the, yes, that is the next part of it, and we'll get into it over the four hours, and we're going to hear from uh, members of the audience coming up in our next segment, but, like, Justin is crazy likable and a known commodity. Oh, the the your, the teammates like him. Guys who you respect, Jalen Johnson likes him. Yeah. DJ Moore likes him. Okay. Guys you trust. But, but, and then you see Caleb Williams, and you're like, oh, I, don't know. I, I don't know. And, and we don't. And, and we don't. Yeah, and so it, why do you hate him so much, then? Hate him. Justin, if everyone else likes him so this much. This is so ridiculous. See, there's one more this, thing. How, how, how have I become and, and also, how did it happen so quickly? See, there, that's the thing. I watched the game. He only got better. And he, okay. There's one but, more element to this as to, before you question why Danny hates him now, and I think it's a good question. Yeah. Danny loved him. Like, that's the thing. Just, yeah. just to establish. Like, you yeah, threw, you yeah, threw no, a party. I you, you threw a, I almost, I almost cursed. You bought balloons and a boa. Own, and a boa. You wore a boa. You looked ridiculous. I like the boa. <laughs> what, what was the dollar figure for that party again? It was like... Less than the like jersey. Like 180? Yeah, it was like 150, 170. It was, it was almost exactly the same amount as the jersey. Yeah, dude, I have an investment so in anyway, what I'm willing to do in stunts for quarterbacks. So what that okay? means is you saw the flashes... Talked by accountant. I figured it out. You saw the flashes of brilliance that a lot of the just independents have seen and are still holding on to. These flashes of brilliance. Yeah, that was, it, was after the, it was after the Miami game, uh-huh. right? The, where he had like 170 rushing yards. That so carry on. That was pretty cool. How does he turn? How does he turn from... From 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 that level of love to where he is now, I don't know. I I have no idea because he's only gotten better. Here's where I don't agree with that. Here's where <laughs> something happened in this Bears season that is a pretty valuable thing to happen. Anybody want to take a guess? What happened in Week 16? Something happened. They got the number one pick. That changes things. It's like oh. I really like my house. I have a nice house. Love my house. But if the mega mansion six blocks away with the golf simulator in the basement uh-huh. became available, and then the guy was like, and by the way, it's cheaper. I mean, I'm like, I'm interested in upgrading. It's a lot of house. It is a, a lot, lot of house. house. You'd have to deal with. you got to clean it. you got to put wait power. A it, 
Okay, you don't like the house analogy? I'll go back to the steak analogy. Okay. I like skirt steak. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. But if the A5 Wagyu is on the menu, it's better. And in this weird case, it's cheaper. So it doesn't mean that I don't like skirt steak. It doesn't mean that I won't root for skirt steak. It doesn't mean that I don't wish skirt steak all the happiness in the world and that skirt steak hasn't been very good to me. <laughs> it's just that this cheaper A5 Wagyu that uh-huh. has just been, it's been, it's, we've lucked into it. Okay, well, let me push back on that just a little. There was a time there where you didn't think Justin was skirt steak or whatever m- mediocre house. <laughs> Correct. He lives kept, in analogy. You, 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 thought, you thought he showed he could be Lamar Jackson. Yes. And I, I don't I, think you believe that anymore. I don't. And Danny, can I advise against getting an A5 Wagyu that's less than what a prime skirt steak would <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't trust the A5 Wagyu if it's cheaper than the skirt steak. You're getting ripped off. I'm saying in and this, the foundation of that house is not secure. I'm saying if in this crazy universe, I went to the restaurant. We go to Boulevard to see our guy Joe Flam, and he's like, "You can pay for the the, the skirt steak, or I'll just uh, like on the house, I'll give you the A5 Wagyu for free." You are too logical of a person to uh, to believe that that would be something that would happen. The, it's happening. No, it's it's no. But I'm saying this is it, not not the steak. He's not, not the, the house. I understand. He's, he's not the, the Wagyu. But in terms of the quarterback is. situation, no, you don't know that. They, what do you mean? What, what, what he traded for, what Danny traded for, was the best extra steak that Joe Flam had at Boulevard. And it ends up being the A5 Wagyu. That's what happened. They traded for the pick, and it ends up being the number one overall pick when this guy's Spin available. a wheel. You can get any dish. Oh, my God. It happens to be the best dish in the world. Yeah. It's the Wagyu. <laughs> Leave the analogies to Shane. That person who listens to the show. It's an excellent point. Point is this. I, I, I like Justin. I don't understand how taking a position of I'd like to upgrade at the most important position in team sports when there are a ton, there's a ton of evidence that through 38 starts, he has not overcome an imperfect situation. Mm -hmm. No doubt it is not all his fault. The Bears were not fair to him. Life isn't fair. But (laughs) you would think that if he was unquestionably that dude, he would show it. Because my evidence is these other guys who are unquestionably that dude. They do show it. Have. They, they do show it. And they show it by year three. They show it by 38 starts. They and again, show he's good. That they show that they can do everything. He's better than Daniel Jones. He's better than Sam Darnold. He's better than guys that we've thought about. And it doesn't mean that he can't get better. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott through three years was like 23 touchdowns, six picks. He was, he was good. It was good. Yeah. And then this past year, it was 4,500 well, yards, 30 touchdowns. You know what I mean? Ky- Kyler, Kyler Murray's first two years were 3,700, 3,800 yards yeah. with with incredible production. And then he got into K because some of the stuff that he doesn't have, Justin does have. But yeah. you need to have everything. At, at the top of the hour, we're going to hear maybe the best full scouting report of Caleb Williams that I have yet to hear from a very good quarterback opinionist. And it includes a breakdown, which reminded me of our Trent Dilfer conversations about Justin and quarterbacks, which I think made a lot of us smarter. And, and you'll hear all the different aspects of Caleb's game getting discussed in a way that I don't think you have before. All right. And we're going to hear from Justin Fields today. Mark Grody's going to join us. Olin Krutz uh, has watched some Caleb Williams. He's going to join us at 5. But we've got a ton of people here. Shane, it's cool we step aside here at this point so that we can come back and have more time uh, with members of the town hall. <laughs> all right. People, people are going to yell at me, and apparently we have some independents still. Actual undi- we have No, we have just independents. Yes. K-libertarians I, I, and undecided. Undecideds, yes. Cube undecideds.
No. Yeah. This, is, this is just a <laughs> we should have worked through Tani. this whole thing. I'm regretting that we gave independence to just independence because independence. We didn't know that we were going to have We didn't undecided. know we had actual independence. We're going to solve the world's problems today. Thank you for attending the Parkinson Spiegel QB1 Town Hall on the score. Hey everybody, we are live. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. We're having a little fun. No, we're crossing the aisle. We're going to cross the aisle. There is going to be no aisle. Okay, we're going to go like this. And the same thing with our football team. We're back live from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage with more of the QB1 Town Hall broadcast with the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. We are back. It's the QB1 Town Hall on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. And while we are a divided nation and fan base, one thing by round of applause can we all agree on? That Aurelio's Pizza is incredible. Please. Thank you. I had the Super 6 across the way. That was outrageously delicious. Nice. That Aurelio's. I went with the sausage and the pepperoni. I should have been more adventurous. Yeah, well, you. you know. But it's the sauce. That's the key. It is the sauce. <laughs> it's the sauce. So it is their 65th anniversary. It's Chicago's oldest pizza chain, America's fifth oldest, which I did not know. 37 locations in five states. We appreciate Joe and everyone at Aurelio's for being such great supporters of us, Aurelio'sPizza.com. So we're exhausted by our own voices on the thing. We have set it up, and now I'm we done. get to hear yours. And I, I think that's going to be awesome. Yes, we. This is the whole purpose here is to do you. You know, people were, got very upset at the Caleb Williams jersey. And we're like, you know what? Let's give people an opportunity to uh, yell or give feedback or debate or discuss uh, respectfully in person. So Shane, what do we got? Bridge debate, but no filibustering. Right. Keep it respectful, um, unless you don't want to. We will start with our Twitch mob and normal Tom. He is pro Justin Fields. So he is a uh, just independent. We will hear from K Libertarians and QB one decideds as well. Okay. Danny, I'm gonna use your analogy against you. Okay. Your cube steak or whatever it was. Yeah, the, 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 you don't even know the analogy. No, the, 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 the skirt, he's, he's skirt, skirt steak. steak. I like skirt steak, skirt but if steak. you offered me A5 Wagyu uh-huh. and it happened to be cheaper, uh-huh. I would take it every time. Yeah, but that's if you know that there's definitely Wagyu steak there. Right. You don't know that. Caleb Williams hasn't played one minute in the NFL. Yeah. So you might end up with bologna. That's true. So, um, but I, so what, oh. I say we, we trade the number one pick. We get at least a top five so we can get Marvin Harrison Jr. and give Justin Fields another target so that we can all enjoy the Super Bowl. All right, give him a round of applause. Give normal Tom a round of applause. And thanks for the beer nuts. Yeah, thank you for the nuts. Anybody uh, else want a beer nut? Um, of course, there is no certainty that Caleb Williams will be a five wagon. Players bust, right? There's no question about that. And the experts, quote-unquote, are wrong all the time. People thought that Deshaun Kaiser should have been taken ahead of Patrick Mahomes, and obviously a ton of people thought that Mitch Trubisky should be taken ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So there's no question that it is on the board that the experts are wrong about Caleb Williams and that Jaden Daniels or Drake May or J.J. McCarthy ends up being the better quarterback prospect here and that Caleb doesn't end up being very good. Of course, that's a risk, but I also think that you're assuming, oh, you give him Marvin Harrison Jr. and then Justin Fields, like, let's enjoy the Super Bowl. There's no guarantee that he's ever going to improve enough to get to that level, 
And I will never apologize for daring to be great at that position. Because if you're great at that position, you can have a team that led the league in drops and still make the Super Bowl. You can and win the Super Bowl. You can have a team trade away the offensive player of the year and then have the quarterback win MVP. Because that's what Mahomes has done the last two years when they traded Tyreek Hill and then this year they led the league in drops. And I'm not saying that Caleb's going to be Mahomes. But in this league, if you want to compete at that level, again, for a decade, not just when Justin's on his rookie contract with other pieces or whatever, but like you want to compete for a decade, the only way to do it is with a great quarterback. And I think Caleb's got a chance to be great. It's a matter of truly being great when, as Wani has said with us many times, other people have said, when everybody knows you're going to pass. It's not, oh, like, oh, maybe he'll run or maybe we'll do this or let's design something fancy. It's late in, in the Super Bowl. You watch it with both Brock Purdy, who I think is way better than some of the ways he's denigrated and with Mahomes. They were able to do it when everybody knew they were going to drop back and pass. It would be a new level of pain, though. I'll fully admit that. Like, if, if you draft Caleb and he busts and Fields goes to Atlanta and wins a Super Bowl, that will be a new level of pain, and I'm not positive that I'll be able to host in this city if that but happens. If, if Caleb busts, or if in year four you got to make a tricky decision and there's a new quarterback who's available to be drafted and the Bears have the one, you have the endless capacity for wanting to take the next shot oh, at the great player. I'll support the next guy. And, and a lot... Tom, I don't think you have that endless capacity to just kind of shoot your shot and maybe take a little bit of a step back, which it might be. Yeah, he doesn't have as much time left on the earth. Thank you for the honesty. So. All right, who do, who do we have next, Shane? What's we will next? go to our first representative from the K-Libertarian Party, uh, Corey, Southside. Corey. Corey on the Southside. Thank you, Corey. Hey, what's up? So I'm having a hard time with the whole uh, Keep Justin crowd when he hasn't shown enough to support him staying like you've had three years you haven't even reached three thousand three thousand yards like we're salivating for four thousand he hasn't even gotten three thousand yet so the idea that you give him another year and put more around him when that's what this past season was about i mean dj moore had 1300 yards receiving cole Komet had a career year like he's like other quarterbacks have done more with less than what justin has and justin hasn't even reached what we actually expect him to be so to sit around and keep waiting and then waiting and waiting for him to reach a ceiling that he hasn't gotten yet. It just seems kind of far-fetched to me. I agree completely, obviously. Thank you to Corey for, for participating. There, there's one more danger to what Corey's talking about is that, and I keep thinking about what Josh Lucas has said and what others, the danger of paying good. Because you don't have to pay Justin right now, but you'll have to pay him soon. Well, if you, pa if you pass on drafting a quarterback – you're paying Justin. It might not be this offseason, but you've made a decision that you're, you're like, there's no way you pass on this quarterback class and then next year move on from Justin if, Fields. If you invest quarterback one money in a good quarterback, that can be very dangerous because yeah. it, somebody who invests that kind of money in has to be great to supersede what are going to be your roster imperfections because you're paying a quarterback at that rate. Yep. I mean, that Daniel Jones. Derek Carr, guys like that kind of come to mind mm -hmm. in terms of uh, they got paid, but they don't really elevate the talent around them. What else we got, Shane? We will go with our first representative from the Undecideds, our former producer for a day, Ashley. 
Oh, wow. All right. Undecided. Ashley. It's remarkable. But you listen to so much of the show. I know. I haven't convinced you yet. No. She doesn't miss anything. Oh, my so God. So right. I called in not too long ago and said I kind of wanted to keep them both. And um, Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm just too afraid of the Caleb Williams bust. So as in a debate, Danny, you don't get to choose your topic. You have to debate. So I would like you to convince me why we should keep Fields and Spiegs if you can convince me for Caleb. Oh, interesting. So you want me to make the case for Justin. Yep. Way to go, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is an awesome... Awesome assignment, because I happen to know that my debate team champion from New Trier High School Thank you. once um, proudly boasted to me in the early days of Spiegel and Parkins, a very different show, that he could choose either side of the debate with the debate team and win it. So Honestly, I it's a ridiculous <clears throat> argument to say that you want Caleb Williams. You don't know what he's going to be. I mean, think about it. This guy's a product of the Lincoln-Riley system. He couldn't beat the Pac-12. He got worse after the Notre Dame game. He crumbles under pressure. He cried to his mom. And frankly, it's insulting to Justin Fields, who who am I to say that I know more than Cam Newton and his peers, who voted him, by the way, as being a better player than Trevor Lawrence coming into this year? That was the number one pick in the draft. This guy's a dual-threat quarterback who was hampered with Luke Getze and Matt Nagy and a year with the most dead cap space of any team in the NFL, and he still managed to gain the respect of his peers. He's overcome injury and doubt and insecurity within the own Bears organization. But honestly, it bordered on sell- on sabotage. Did they even <laughs> want him to be successful? I don't know. He, you know what? He's better than the Bears. The Bears don't deserve Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, of course I could do it. Of course I could do it. It's not hard. <laughs> I could do Stephen A's job, guys. It's not that hard. <laughs> Quickly, one more pro Justin Fields, Midway Jimbo. All right, what up, Jimbo? Good afternoon, fellas. Uh, as Chicago sports fans, we've been chasing ceilings, like was just mentioned, with Caleb William and the like. And as a Bears fan for a long time and constantly chasing what could be great, I would appreciate the floor to be a lot higher, and I think that's what we have with Fields and trading the number one pick in the hall that you may get. I think the immediate opportunity for winning is, ho- is better with the trade haul that they'll get for moving off of number one, with Fields and a young defense coming off of seven wins, uh, and a coach, as you just mentioned, that isn't actively <laughs> subverting him uh, in the playroom. So I would like to that see That wasn't me, Fields. by the way. That yeah. was bizarre. <laughs> I'm going to credit you, though. <clears throat> yeah, no, you should. Um, <laughs> but but here's know. the problem, Jimbo. The idea that Justin Fields is the floor is kind of crazy to me because it's only a workable floor if he's a threat as well with the legs, Right. And we know that has a time limit on it. We know that has a time horizon on it. And this can count, Ashley, for me making the, the case for, for Caleb. G- quarterbacks who run beautifully have to also develop as pocket passers and show it to you. And Cam Newton never showed it to you. You know, I, I, there are lots of great running quarterbacks who have never shown it. Lamar Jackson showed it. He showed that he could pass. And still, people were scared. Obviously, there was some collusion there. But when he eventually shows that the, uh, that the, the, the passing percentage, the completion percentage can rise and his numbers are great and he can be a pocket passer, then you believe in that. And he showed it pretty early, actually, as, in a, as a second-year MVP. I don't believe that Justin has shown that he can be a pocket quarterback when the legs expire or when he gets hurt too much. I, he hasn't shown that to me. I also just notice as a general uh, principle here, it seems like the people that want to keep fields talk about things like floor 
you know, and the people who talk about Caleb talk about ceiling. Are you dreaming? It's a, it's a risk tolerance. Yes, it, that's that's it, what the, you, that's why I say like you compared to normal Tom. He's older. He doesn't want to take that risk anymore. I got a guy. My Sundays are fun. Let me watch my damn quarterback. Yeah, it's a risk tolerance thing. Like if you have a high tolerance for gambling, risk that sort of thing, you're willing to move off and swing for greatness. If you maybe tend to be a little bit more conservatives, not politically, but just like conservative with <laughs> investments or safe or whatever, then maybe you would be uh, an advocate for keeping Justin Fields. So this is uh, that's a very good start, by the way. That's an exciting we, start. We should bring back the uh, idea of throwing something at me, like you asking what I actually believe, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. immediately making me make the case against myself. I think I That's know, a fun exercise. Yeah, I know enough of what you actually believe. I've been hearing it constantly. My uh, God. I mean, listen, man, 20 hours a week. <sighs> 20 hours but a yeah, week. But yeah, the idea of throwing the opposite at you. Yeah, it's surprising me with that. Like good that. fun. Tell you what else is good fun is damn good pizza. I go to the one uh, on Roosevelt and Michigan. That's where I go. But it came to us today. That's my favorite kind of Aurelio's. Is when, is when, is when it comes to us. And Joe Aurelio uh, is joining us here on stage. What an incredible anniversary. Yeah, it's our 65th anniversary. My dad started the business in 1959 down in Homewood, Illinois. Wow. We now have 37 locations in five states. We're in Las Vegas, Naples, Florida, Roseville, Minnesota. And then we have several locations throughout Northwest Indiana and in the Chicago suburbs. How much has the formula changed in 65 years for the pizza? Almost zero. The only thing we did, take a little sugar out of our sauce years ago for to make it a little healthier. Um, other than Ooh. that, the dough is still homemade in all of our locations. The sauce is the uh, same recipe. That's amazing. The cheese is made for us in Wisconsin. It's 100% real mozzarella. So we're very proud of always keeping our you know, ingredients you know, true to what they really are for the last 50, uh, 65 years since 1959. Do any of the opportunities uh, as being like a Chicago institution surprise you? Like you, you guys aren't like having a beer made for you. Like that's an unbelievably yeah. cool thing. Yeah, um, we're pairing up with two brothers. They're going to make a limited Great batch brewery. Italian lager for us that we'll be uh, serving throughout our 37 locations for as long as it lasts. So we recommend everybody come out and try that. You're selling your sauce now too, right? Yep, we have jarred sauces now in over 80 grocery stores. Wow. So if you want to check those out someday and then... Um, on March 20th, we'll be giving free jars of sauce away for the first 65 customers in every location. What, one more item. It seems that you have created an event that is an excuse for you to hang out with Jeremy Roenick at a hockey game. Smart. Yeah, JR has paired up with us for about the last seven years. I knew him when he was a rookie. We had him out doing autograph sessions back in the day with a lot of the other Hawks. Um, but on April 14th, we have the Aurelio's Pizza Ultimate Hockey Experience. You'll sign up on social media to Aurelio's Pizza. And uh, two lucky winners will bring a guest each and spend the night with uh, JR and I at the stadium. Premium seats, food and drinks, autographed jerseys. So it'll be a great night. And uh, check that out in March. The, the entry will start. That's awesome. So, so that it's, it's AureliosPizza.com. So now you've built this you know, a pizza empire. It's unbelievably popular. It's one of the things that Chicagoans can, can unite behind. Everybody agrees that Aurelio's is awesome. So should we just like tear that all apart? Will you take a stand right now? Caleb Williams or Justin Fields? Oh, boy. I just want a winning team because okay. when, when okay. Bears fans are happy, they eat a lot and drink a lot of beer. So we're happy for that. So go Bears any way they, they choose. All right. I tried to bring down a pizza empire. I mean, I'm sorry. All right. Joe Aurelio, everybody. Right. Aurelio's Pizza. Remember, it's the sauce. It's the sauce. It's the sauce. Thank you, Joe.
Thank you very much to Joe Rilio. Uh Joel Klatt gave the most uh, thorough breakdown of Caleb Williams that we had heard to date. We're going to hear that on the other side. We still need to hear from Justin Fields himself as well. So we'll do that coming up, plus many more people. we got a packed house here for the first ever Parkins and Spiegel QB1 Town Hall on the score.